Right, guys, it looks like it's just the four of us today. Oh, strange. Yeah, okay. Oh, that one must be uh, Jean and uh, Stephen. Oh, right, Keith, do you want to get the door? I'll get it, yep. Hmm, there's no one here, except for this glittery dust. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. They've been fluxed. (gasps) Oh, no. I'll get the shovel. I have a better idea. Adam, what can we do? Hmm, we can try to rebuild them. We could do that. Yes. Right. Ah, I've just thought, we oh. can't do this, can we? Why not? Because we haven't got 1.21 gigawatts to get them going. In, in, in the flux capacitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the flux capacitor. Uh, right, we're not taking this seriously. Uh, we're not doing it. No. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. It's a bit of a drama queen. <laughs> Can turn her into a paving slab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am... The Grinch. That's all I have to say. Oh, <laughs> You're grumpy. I'm green. I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not green. green. Unless I've been on the sea or eaten something that I don't uh, like. Uh, like, easy being green. like mushy peas. Yep. <laughs> mushy peas. He hates Christmas, he hates mushy peas. I don't know why I'm married to him. <laughs> How about sprouts? Oh, well, everyone hates sprouts. They just pretend they don't. Yeah. I've never known a vegetable that's been destined to be pushed to the side of a plate so much. <laughs> Good substitutes if you need it for ping pong. Mm, well, oh, yeah. Yeah, they bounce well when yeah. overcooked. Mm. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, without further ado, strange paving slabs besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Abominable animation. Having chumbleed out Galaxy 4, now BBC Studios have announced the next missing Doctor Who story to be animated, and it is Patrick Troughton's The Abominable Snowmen. This 1967 story features the second Doctor with companions Jamie and Victoria, as played by Fraser Hines and Deborah Watling, who battle for the first time the great intelligence and its servant yetis. Of the six episodes, all exist as off-air audio recordings, but only episode two exists in video form. Expect all six episodes to be animated, with the surviving episode and likely telesnap episodes to also be provided. As yet, we don't have a release date, unless you believe the 31st of December 2030 that is currently shown on Amazon, (laughs) but it can be pre-ordered on DVD for £15, standard Blu-ray for £20, or Steelbook Blu-ray for Dean at £30. (laughs) Yeah, get two DVDs, sir. I hope it's better than The Web of Fear. You just (laughs) were going to let it go. No, I'm not. It was a travesty. (laughs) It's only one episode, though, in that case. Yeah, it's only the animated episode. You you took 
exception yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Now stop taking exception, exception to it. It's been months. I think <laughs> exception is an understatement. And it wounded me deeply. I'm going to wound you deeply <laughs> in a minute. It will never heal. Oh! More Doctor Who news? Oh. Sony buys Doctor Who. Ooh. Well, not really. Sony, however, has bought a majority stake in Doctor Who's new production company, Bad Wolf. According to a Bad Wolf press release... Sony Pictures Television have acquired a majority stake in Bad Wolf Limited to partner us in the next phase of our international growth. The deal also includes the Wolf Studios, Wales, Soundstage Facility in Cardiff, and Bad Wolf's 30% stake in Bad Wolf America, LLC. Mm. In addition to this, Bad Wolf has also created a new production subsidiary called Universe One Limited with the three directors listed as the familiar Bad Wolf names of Judy Gardner, Natasha Hale and Jane Tranter. What does all this mean? Perhaps there really are plans for an MCU-style universe of spin-offs? As for Sony now owning them, perhaps it might lead to a big screen version that Moffat was so against many years ago. Interesting. Mm. Who knows? Interesting, interesting. We've already had the MC Universe style thing before MC Universe. Well, yeah, we had three different Doctor Who series going at once, didn't we? Yeah, who who did did cross over quite a lot. Well, crossed over in the final episodes of Tenant's Run. Yeah, maybe we have that again. Maybe. Maybe. Universe 1. Radio adaptations, The Princess Bride and Starship Titanic. BBC Radio 4 has some treats for us this festive season in the form of a fantasy comedy and a sci-fi comedy, both as full cast plays. First up on Sunday the 19th of December at 3pm is an adaptation of Terry Jones's novel adaptation of Douglas Adams' 1998 PC adventure game Starship Titanic. Yes, it's an adaptation of an adaptation. (laughs) Dirk Maggs, no stranger to Hitchhiker's adaptations, which this sort of is, is back as director. Cast includes Sir Michael Palin, Rupert Dagus, Philip Pope and Rebecca Yeo. Meanwhile, on Christmas Day at 3.15pm, a multi-part adaptation begins of The Princess Bride, a 1973 book and, more famously, a 1987 film. The main story will consist of two episodes plus five additional shorter backstories, four concentrating on particular characters, and one providing a fictional backstory of the writing of the book itself. The roughly 15-minute backstory is broadcast each weekday starting on the 27th of December and culminates with the second part, roughly an hour long like the first, on the 1st of January at 3pm. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It's a weird way to do it. Yeah. yeah. They basically split the main story into two yeah. mm. on and Christmas Day and New Year's Day and then in between they've got these five Nuggets. side minutes, mm. 14 minutes I think they actually are, yeah. Oh, little little sidetrack sagas. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Indeed. Star Trek STD spreads international again. Mm. Viacom, CBS, have tactics admitted that a major boo-boo when they denied international audiences of the new episodes of Star Trek colon Discovery. Really? Two days before it was due to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to placate the irritated Trekkians, STD Season 4 can now be found streaming on free Pluto TV service, at least until Paramount Plus rolls out in those regions. Pluto TV appears to be an odd combination of linear broadcast-style TV streamed over the internet with some on-demand box sets all littered with adverts. (laughs) STD is being made available to purchase on such places as Amazon Prime Video and Google Video 1999 for the entire season in HD. The press release on StarTrek.com ended with... Oh... (laughs) Dude, it was there! (laughs) 
We too are super fans of Star Trek and incredibly proud of Discovery. We promise to give this franchise and its loyal fans all the global love and visibility it deserves in our expanding universe on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> should have left it on yeah, freaking should, Netflix then, where left it where everyone was. could see mm, it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of Pluto TV. Nor did no, I, no. no. I've no. got to admit, I have no particular desire to go out and find Pluto TV. None no. at all, especially, the, as you say, it's littered with adverts. So the, the, yeah. the, the good thing about Netflix was, it's all. I already know where Netflix is, mm, I already yep. have it on my channel. Yep. I can scroll past it rather than searching through the, the soup of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. <laughs> I did look at the website where you can just go and stream the this soup stuff. of the yeah. internet, and they yes. they have lots of different channels. Which they, it's like a regular TV station where they yeah. have different programs at different times. You just watch it yeah. in a linear fashion, and they have particular channels devoted to a particular series. So you mm. can have this one for Sanctuary, which is quite good. Another one for Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all day they're playing just this playing thing. that. Yeah, I mm. couldn't immediately find STD on there. That's yeah. the problem. Mm. You should be able to, you know... It should be, like I said, yeah. if, they're, if they're replacing something like Netflix, where it, it's there on the screen as you scroll past... Mm. You should yeah. be able to find it You should be able to find it. Or, or you can even search for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they, oh, they used to show it on one of the channels. I can't remember which. Yeah. Yeah. Life or Living or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so rubbish, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to question that. I, no, I, I know. Admit, I know. Guilty, guilty of, pleasure. It was one of the things I would scroll past yeah. with a, a discreet I would click on it. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can click on... Dog the Bounty Hunter and Storage Hunters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Storage Hunters. I Blimey. loved Storage Not Storage Hunters UK, that's crap. All right. It's just a load of idiots trying to be like the uh, guys in the US. All right. Storage Hunters, normal Storage Hunters, which is set in the US, is just genius. <laughs> I used to see an episode or two and I just didn't believe it. It just seemed also set up to oh, me. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, there, there it's there, like wrestling, but with buying stuff. Yeah. There, there is one thing that I did appreciate with it is when they opened up one of the storage hunting bins and it was full of paintballing stuff. Okay. But but what got me is they had a paintball bazooka. It was brilliant. That's that's what got me. Not not the haggling, the fighting. They have a paintball bazooka. Anyway, we're getting distressed. Yes, Yes, we are. Has anyone got any addendums? I have an addendum. According to a tried and trusted source close to website Giant Freaking Robots... This isn't going to be the Daily Mail, is it? No. Good. (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently on Disney Plus, well, Disney Plus are going to be developing a Tron live action series. Oh, really? On Mm. Disney Plus? Yes. Oh, that's good. I'm not going to get that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can understand that, and it does have access to it. And like I said, they are developing a full range of the Marvels, they're expanding Mm. on the Star Mm -hmm. Wars. Every single Disney property they can get your hands on, they're going to try to. Are there any names attached to it yet? It's uncertain whether sort of people like Jeff Bridges. You know, Isn't he like 95 years old by now? Well, he's about 70 old, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all pretty old now. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges, Olivia Wilde and uh, Garrett Headland. I mean, they're it's not too sure easy. whether they're going, going to be back in action. But it looks like they, it will be set in the same universe, but, I mean, they may use different characters or different programmes. So. Mm, okay. Do you think Which Bruce Boxleitner can get into that um <laughs> Into <expandex>? his costume. <laughs> well, he did turn up in the last film. He, he did, as yeah. Tron, though. Yeah. Uh, no. no, he turned up as the business. Alan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alan Bradley. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when is that travesty um, <laughs> coming out? 
There's no confirmed date at the moment, but as I say, sort of, apparently they're waiting to get exactly the right pieces in place this time around. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was at uh, the BFI yesterday to see City of Death, mm-hmm. which is the event they had for the new Blu-ray box set. Yeah. And Julian Glover was there, and he said he was meant to be in Cardiff yesterday doing some filming, but uh, instead he postponed it to the evening. And they're just finishing up doing Willow, the TV series. Oh, oh really? Blimey. Yeah, so he's involved in that. In did some he way. talk about Game of Thrones at all? Uh, he didn't really mention it, no, he didn't come up particularly. But, uh... Why did they show City of Death? Why not Horns of Nymon, which is by far a superior episode? <laughs> Karen, Karen, yes, I don't care. I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they wanted to sell tickets for that. <laughs> yeah, tickets go on sale next week. <laughs> we should get them to do Horns of Nymon, but only tell Keith and me make him go. And he'd be the only one sitting there in the BFI watching the Horns of Nymon. <laughs> You're glaring at me, aren't you? Noisily eating popcorn. <laughs> Heckling. <laughs> it's a shame Graham Crowden's dead. <laughs> well, this is a it always occurs to me it's somewhere in all th- I know Graham Crowden went up for the role of the fourth doctor mm-hmm. so somewhere out there in an alternate universe we've got Graham Crowden as the fourth doctor and Tom Baker having as- it up and chewing the scenery <laughs> yeah, as- and laughing in the middle of his death scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it was genius Lord Nymon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's the end of the news thank God thank goodness <laughs> Right, funnily enough, Sunday evenings at the moment, we've been watching the television. It's rare for me, watching live TV. Mm, I would just like to uh, point out that I've got the meal cooked for the past six weeks in time. In time. (laughs) Don't let it go. One time I said, perhaps we should just do something different for our Sunday meal, because, you know, usually we don't eat until seven o'clock. But no, he took it as a challenge. (laughs) Anyway, as you can guess, we've been watching Doctor Who. Pause for music. Right. Episode 5 of The Flux. Chapter 5. Survivors of The Flux. Flux, Yes. Can I just say one thing? Mm -hmm. One thing about this. You know people used to say that Peter Capaldi, he wasn't used properly as the Doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Mandip Gill. Oh, my freaking God. (laughs) Blimey. Was she used as a Doctor? Used by the Doctor, maybe. I'm talking about the underused. I'm ignoring that. (laughs) This episode, Mandip Gill, um, she was... She does everything. Yeah, she does. Her her acting chops were really coming through. She's the de facto Doctor. She is. Her and uh, Jericho and Dan are stuck in 1904. Well, 1901 through to... They're stuck without the Doctor for a good few years. years. Yeah. And yeah. she keeps them together. Yeah. And, oh, she's just fantastic. Keeps driving them. Yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, what's happened to the Doctor? Well, she's become an angel. Yeah, last mm, scene, yeah. oh, yeah. she had been uh, angelified. Still, <laughs> still, I think, mm, the best cliffhanger Turned there's stone. been for a long yes. time. Yeah. And that in common with this season, the cliffhanger was resolved quite easily and quickly. Oh, quite easily yeah. and quickly. But <laughs> I, I, I think I either mentioned in the podcast last time, or I certainly mentioned to you that I didn't think she was an angel. I thought that was a container to yeah, transport that's what we, her. We, we said last yeah, time, yeah. Mm. So like passenger. So yeah, so it, it was. So it was. Yeah. And can I just say, having mm-hmm. you us just agreeing with you, I don't agree with you. You don't. You okay. you, you were saying, oh, they the cliffhanger was solved quickly. Yeah, it always is. 
We get yeah, in, in Doctor Who, it always is, you know, even yeah. to the point of them... Say classic just, Who is bad for that. Exactly, even to a point <laughs> of them uh, suddenly showing people you didn't see before running to stop yeah. Colin Baker from plummeting down a mine shaft. Yeah. So I've got no problem okay. with the way... Um, but Yeah, because e- that's cliffhangers. Even yeah, so, maybe, like, maybe, like I was yeah. saying, we, we saw the resolution... To this cliffhanger yeah, at least we just coming. Yes. yes, you know, it's not as if it's a case of suddenly out of left field or as you said, some, yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody running towards her to, well, to say, there before. No, 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 that's true, that's true. We saw this one coming, yeah, and she ends up with that woman she saw briefly in episode three, was it, whatever, mm, yeah. when she was yes. fitting through time, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. the one we thought she the white guardian, is she tech Tayun, is yeah. she oh, uh, all sock, yes, mm-hmm. is how she's credited, but we find find out that she is indeed so she claims the yes. doctor's the foster mother yes because um. that kind of annoyed me because i said to keith after the episode when we were recording the last podcast i was wondering if she was um the same person who appeared behind rassilon um, yeah the woman who was kneeling down and just yeah. looked straight at the doctor who we all thought is the doctor's mother mm. and yeah I don't think she is. You don't think uh, she's the doctor's mother? She's no. Scared. I think no. If you bear with <laughs> no, me, no, she's got multiple mothers. No, now. I think <laughs> if you bear, yeah, exactly. I think there were two distinct, different people. Tectayun calls herself her mother, yep. but has been the person who has orchestrated her life yep. and run the yep. uh, run the division. Whereas the person who was standing behind Rasslon could be this version's adopted mother. Could be. We, yeah. We've seen that he has, or the doctor has been reduced to a child. Mm-hmm. So that child has been given to this woman to look so, after. Yeah. Although Tech turns says, I'm your mother. Ha ha ha. She's not. You know, she's a. Mm. While well, this person has been the. She's a B word. The, the person. <laughs> yes, she's a B word. This is the person who brought her up right. in this. Fair enough. Okay. Probably. Yeah, the last stages. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Well, the Doctor finds herself between universes. Yes. Now, I did like the spacecraft in this. Mm. Yeah, because to me, I mean, it's a collection of geodesic domes, which did remind me of the uh, Valley Forge from Silent Running. Yes. It it reminded me, actually, it didn't so much call it a spacecraft, more of a a space station, Mm -hmm. to to Mm. my mind. It wasn't, wasn't actual what I would have called a spacecraft. So, so we're touching on something like the void ship from uh, yeah. uh, uh, Army of Ghosts Doomsday. Completely. Because it's outside in the void. In the void, between universes. Yes. Making its way to another one. Which was making its way to perhaps the Doctor's original universe, where the, the other end of these mm. the, yeah, the the event where, yeah. where she was discovered. Yeah. Yes, although as came up, the Doctor did make the point, we don't know I came through that. Yeah. All we know is you found me there. You don't know someone was going to pick me up if I came through there or what that monument was. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, there's plenty for RTD or future producers still, to, to, yeah. to play about with that, as they yeah. wish. We meet Kate Stewart. Yes! Oh, yeah. Yes. She's back. Yeah, we, she we, is. And this episode also, there's a casting credit at the end for Nick Courtney. Yeah. Because we hear, they hear Lesbridge Stewart. His name. Mm-hmm. Oh, did they misspell it? I think they misspelled Lethbridge Stewart, didn't they? As well as giving him the wrong rank. But uh, yeah, this, <laughs> this thing. Well, he was only a corporal at the time. We, right? we ha- well, this is it. We have uh, the infamous <laughs> unit dating Fargo of between the seventies and eighties. <laughs> yes, this opens up a whole new, new kettle of fish. Kettle of fish. <laughs> well, he wouldn't end have been an NCO, would he? No, well, it's he wouldn't downfall. Have been a corporal ever. No, I, I, it's downfall. <laughs> I mean, he, Colonel. Then he was a Colonel. Yeah, when he was introduced in Web of Fear. He was a colonel. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The general. The general called Perhaps him. Perhaps the general made a mistake. But. Yeah. Yeah, generals don't know their name. And, and <laughs> also, you're given the impression that Unit 
was created from the, uh, the unit as seen in Invasion mm-hmm. was created from repercussions from Web of Fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Brigadier yeah. in Web of Fear was not part of unit at that point <laughs> in time. It was regular army. Scottish uh, Scottish branch, I think. Scottish division. You could, I think you could hand wave that away as he was undercover. Yeah. He didn't want to give away what unit was <laughs> early days. Yeah, it's, it's this sort of thing that makes people laugh at us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Right, I know. Sure. But, but anyway. Some, I think the Brigadier would be very would be very disappointed that he never came across the Grand Serpent because he wasn't seen as enough of a threat to have to kill. Because the Grand Serpent for decades infiltrated unit popping in and out. I I don't think they infiltrated. It looks like he was there right at the beginning. Mm, Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, he helped create it. Yeah, yeah. helped create it. Yeah, but he he popped up and killed people and disappeared. Yeah, Yeah, he was guiding it for no readily apparent reason. Yeah. I don't really understand what Grand Serpent was doing. Though though it does give an explanation of why they were missing from well, uh, the Dalek one. Her yes. first uh, revolution. No, it wasn't revol- resolution. It was resolution, was it? Resolution? When, when we had the first, the first time we had the recon. Jodie's yep. first Christmas episode. No, uh, New Year's. Sorry, New Year's episode, yeah. Yeah, so we had the whole history of units, which is good fun. Yeah. Although, yeah. as you say, the unit dating thing is... It's yeah, all that. It's, it's, and it's uh, blowed it all. Yeah. added a completely I, new... I liked the thing with the big old-fashioned computer with the uh, real, <laughs> the real... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to cutting edge. Yeah. Well, back then it That's was, wasn't it? <laughs> they tried to recreate the sign and all that in the yeah. old house yep. location. And Dan does a bit of graffiti. Well, they all do a bit of graffiti. Yeah, the wall of Great Wall of China. Yeah. <laughs> Come and get your human. <laughs> <laughs> and then was it Carvanista said, I can't travel in time, you stupid human. <laughs> and we had, uh, what is it, that um, that swami in Nepal. Oh, oh wasn't yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring me a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> it's not much of a swami if you want to ask him for a newspaper. Huh? <laughs> well, he was stuck up a mountain life you'd once gossip he'd been working on a sense of humor yeah (laughs) the whole point of being a hermit is to shun human contact yeah well it got boring (laughs) yeah hermits united Mm. it's good that jericho was still about oh yes yeah good addition to that little team bushy beard at one point yeah Yeah. dan had too yeah yeah. Yaz didn't, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, and we uh, bump into a Noddy Holder again. Huh. Oh, yes. Noddy yeah. Holder. Oh, Williamson. Yeah. Oh, Joseph yes. Williamson. And he's mm-hmm. discovered stuff. some doors. Yes. yes. Lots yes. and lots of doors. I, I, I love the labelling on them. Yeah. It's mm. a, the one that's yes. far future, December the 5th, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to say, it's Christmas. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> so what do we think of this episode? Especially when comparing it to the previous episode, which was Weeping Angels. Yeah. It's quite an exposition. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's good. Simple reason, because I don't think it's as coherent as Village of the Angels, because they, yeah. they were mm. layering more plot threads or sorting out more plot threads. Yeah. What it seems to do uh, this season has gone plot-heavy episode, so, uh, story to sort out one of those yeah. threads. Mm-hmm. Plot-heavy episode, story to sort out one of those threads. Mm. So this one was plot-heavy again. Mm. One thing Plot-heavy, lots of yeah, lots of threads. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting to note that the last two are written by Chibnall on his own. Chibnall on his own, yes. Yeah. The one where he teamed up with someone was by far the superior episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's true. Uh, Maybe take note. <laughs> He's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> or has he? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, 
I had no trouble following what was going on. I mean, no. I, I... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know that has been a main complaint for a few people, that certainly on the ones where we're getting f- plot threads fi- fired at us, yeah. people are having trouble following it. I didn't have problem following it. I had problems understanding why some things were happening. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, what prompted Yaz, Dan, and Jericho to go on their search. Obviously, they wanted to know the date to the end of the world, but, yeah. but why the Doctor said to find it in the hologram. Yeah. But but why? What, what did it achieve? They had the first bit of the date, which was December 5th December, 5th. which is the day the finale aired. Yeah. They'd just come from 2021 and the world was about to end. So Couldn't they, could they just guess it, it in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Timey-wimey. They'd have felt very silly wobbly. if it had been like 1947. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so little things like that, I don't quite understand. No, I, I agree. Why. Um, overall, looking at the series as a whole, the um, season as a whole, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. They don't look too closely. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> well, that, you could say that about all episodes of Doctor Who yeah, going that, back to 1963. Yeah, that is it, Who in a nutshell. Yeah, really. people like us sit and pick it all to pieces, and it falls to pieces very, very quickly. Um, it, it varies. I mean, yeah. if you look on like the Empty Child, Doctor dances. That is so intricately plotted. That's mm. so cleverly done. It does all fit together at the end. Yeah, but you must admit, ninety, let's say ninety percent of the uh, original series was all well, you know, all substance and a plot that was held together literally by a thread. Oh yeah. It's true. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But so what? You know, if we say we were back in 1975, we're back and, in 1975, and, and, this, and this had been shown, we wouldn't yeah. have the opportunity to watch it over and over and over again. No. It would be first impressions, and my first impression of every episode this season has been, "Wow, I really enjoyed that." And mm. that's all we had to live work on. Well, with then you the get original the target series. book. Sorry. They get the target book, and the target book would fill in the details. Well, yeah. The target yeah. book yeah. would be written by <laughs> Terence Dix, who would write 125 pages and then stop <laughs> but in, in writing those 125 pages he would make it work well, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 we're really harsh on the series everyone is but that's because yeah. the world has changed it's yeah and it's, it's, it's also a thing of lack of familiarity once you, you've lived with an episode for a while mm. you're more forgiving of it when it first yeah. comes oh, out you want it to be the greatest mm. thing ever and when it's not you're think, disappointed uh, and but all. then then you get to accept it for what it is and you sort yeah. of move on and you're fine with it except so. for Love of Monsters which is a travesty <laughs> no I, I really like Love of Monsters um, <laughs> I'll defend that one sorry uh, I, I, I will change that except for the last third of Love and Monsters <laughs> are, are, are we taking back his present and taking him off the uh, completely list? He's, yeah. he's dead to me <laughs> okay hi Adam <laughs> <laughs> but but as I say, on, on the whole, I have enjoyed this one. Like I said, I think the major fault of this one... This particular episode, yeah. Yeah, mm. the major fault of this episode is that it followed up uh, Village of Angels, yes. which was spectacular. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Which is the highlight of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, um, you can't really fault it for that. <laughs> no, no, no. We also had uh, Carvanista. There's a problem with the shield. Oh, yeah. compromised. Oh, one of the ships wasn't... Yeah, yeah. and that so bell was... That they... Coincidentally... They recalled... Yeah, it. they recalled one of their missing vessels, which is the one that Bell happens mm. to be yep. yeah. Ah, coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the backbone of every story ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. 
what was the uh, cliffhanger? They were gonna. Tectayune was murdered. Yeah, mm, yes. She got she got glittered. Apparently, although the master survived worse, so you never know. Yes, uh, and uh, the doctor was going to get glittered. Yes, and yes. she was about to be touched uh, yes. by a swarm. They were. Yeah, swarm wasn't a nice person. And, and also, also we had another pocket watch. Yes, oh, yes, we did. Which was which was a different design for the usual pocket watch we saw. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's a, gold for a start. Yeah, it's gold and it's got a different set of Gallifreyan um, symbols on it. Whereas, yeah, whereas mm-hmm. uh, the one from Family Blood and the one from Utopia were basically the same prop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is another bloody fob watch I've got to buy you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as I was saying, so the uh, I think it was the Saturday. No, no, it wasn't. It was the Wednesday after this. I'd found somebody had 3D printed it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing we have is Finder uh, gets eaten up by a passenger and yes. Diane. Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, in the wasteland. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm. I did like the fact that the first time we saw the inside of passenger, it's all crystallised. We've got big chunks of uh, crystal formation mm-hmm. in the rock. Yes. Which looked a lot like Swarm's face. Oh, it has great big chunks of crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Mm. See, I do notice things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I Maybe we should find out who Swarm was next episode. Mm. Well, yes, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We've got to tie it all together. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like like Adam said, this is a leading into the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's not solved anything, no. really. It's no. just like all the pieces are in place. It's, it's, Let's see what happens. I, it, the best way I can sum this one up is from the classic series, it's an episode three. Yeah. Everything yeah. is... Yeah. In place, but we can't get to the end just yet. Yeah, I'm loving the fact Kate Stewart is. Oh no, that's the next episode. Yep. Yeah, she's Gosh. in this one. She survives an attempt on her life by. Yeah, uh, that was it, wasn't and, it? By and, yeah, I, I won't say. And, and we have Osgood well, mentioned. Mentioned. Osgood yes. is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of this one, Kate Stewart goes dark. Yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. someone. Blow- I love the way she recognised. Put the key in the lock. Hmm, beep, that beep, doesn't sound beep, right. Beep, beep, <laughs> <laughs> her four neighbours. Oh, no. <laughs> I bet uh, he just forgot to turn off the sound on the uh, the bomb. Mm. Some kind of <laughs> test mode, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it just seems like most <laughs> of the principal <laughs> characters are trying to avoid assassination attempts. Yeah, Dan Yaz and uh, Jericho. Yes, that's yeah, right. One, yeah, when they're yeah. on that ship, yeah, it's yes, it, with a cabin of... steward that went mental on them. One of the uh, yeah. serpent minion. Minions, Apparently, yes. yeah. Gosh. I'm not so... sure how that fits together. We'll talk about that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, you know what I'm going to say now. We'd like to know what you thought of episode five of The Flux. Mm. You can write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Almost went round a second time. I miss Stephen and Jean. Well, they're, they're outside on the park. Yeah, they're, the they're, they've yeah. stopped, they, they dissolved the ice. They've stopped I was going to say, we should leave it in a pile until the snow comes and we can grit. <laughs> cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> sparkly cat, cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> It means your cats can have sparkly bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do a 30 second recommendation. Okay. Right. Me and Keith have been watching Hello. Royal Bastards The Rise <laughs> of the Tudors. Right. It is. As it sounds like, the rise of the Tudors, starting <laughs> I, with Henry Tudor, obviously. I, I would like to point out this is not sci-fi, horror or fantasy. No, no, no this, this, is, this is history. Yep. Um, you've got three speakers, one of which is Robert Glenister, yep. oh, yeah. who are all telling the story. And it's interwoven with drama. It's about the life of Margaret Beaufort, who was absolutely kick-ass. She really, really mm. was. Um, she was widowed at 13, was pregnant. 13? Right. 13. Yeah. This yeah. was like yeah. 14... 
1553, if I can't remember okay. the date. Widowed at 13 while pregnant with Henry Tudor, Blimey. Henry VIII's father. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is all about, obviously, the War of the Roses. And she has to make her own way in what's a man's world, basically. Mm. And she decides, sod this, I've had men deciding everything for me since the day I was born. I'm doing it myself. She marries this guy called Henry Stafford, who seems to be a decent guy, but really, really is out everything by his wife. Yeah, she takes control, basically. Yeah, yeah. and she basically spends the next many years of her life. But Henry uh, Henry the Seventh has to go and live with his Uncle Jasper. Big Finnish fans, the kingmaker, Uncle Jasper. Ah. Made us chuckle. <laughs> and she spent, he's kidnapped by Edward the Fourth yep. before he was Edward the Fourth, uh, who was a wanker. And she spends <laughs> the next 20 years of her life trying to get him back. And this is basically, the whole series is excellent. You dart in and out to the speakers. You go into all the action. You learn so much. A- and you get to score brownie points when you tell each other, ooh, I bet you that's who so and so, so and so. We, me and Keith, actually knew a lot more about our own history, it's, our um, own country's history, than we thought we did. You got these three players with um, uh, Philip Glenister. I can't remember the other two women. I, it's bad of me. I know one of them was but, in the Irregulars. But they're they're narrators, basically. Mm-hmm. They they set the yeah. stage between these little scenes, yeah, okay, and they've, yeah. they've got some mm-hmm. um, photocopies, printouts of. Um, actual documents from the royal archives yeah. mm-hmm. and that. Philip Glenister, I, mean, I just keep thinking Jean Hunt. Well, that's yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's yeah. Speaking for the House of York. Yeah. Oh, blimey. The, the Yorks and the, I was going to say the Lannisters, because of course that's where it came <laughs> from. Lancasters. Lancastrians, mm. yeah. Um, I really, really do recommend it. We're actually missing an episode of it now. So I can just imagine him sort of, yeah, as Jean Hunt, sort of say, Right, these bastards near the near the Yorkshire. <laughs> Essentially, it's almost like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, where's it on? Is it BBC? It's, uh, no, it's history. It's Sky, Sky History. Sky History. Yeah. Sky History. Oh dear. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just so good. The, really the only is. small problem I have with it, apart from laughing at Uncle Jasper. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's <laughs> laughing at various things because I'm recognising from one big finishes the kingmaker <laughs> yeah. yeah. and two Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, try- I'm sitting in the corner trying to stifle laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Try not to think of uh, Brian Blessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grew up to be a big, strong boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I really do recommend it. It's called Royal Bastards, Rise of the Tudors. Mm. And it's good. <laughs> That's about five minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's good. Shut it down. <laughs> no. Well, the stop where we're now. Who was that? What's yeah. she called? Yep. <laughs> Right, is that time again? <gasps> what time is Ooh. that? Time for a game. Ooh. Ooh. Can Hurrah. we play anything except things in five words? No, it's got to be things in five words. OK, let's play that. <laughs> you go first, then. OK. Convenient for snoozing at controls. The mattress in the TARDIS. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or for other things, maybe. But anyway. well, uh, <laughs> fixated. <laughs> okay. During the commentary, I know, you should imagine. I know. <laughs> imagine the slash fiction. <laughs> right. Sawbones makes name with siblings. Oh, okay. Mm. Sawbones is in Doctor. Colin Baker calls himself Sawbones Hex, doesn't he? He does. Mm. So, what was he again? Sawbones makes name with siblings. Makes name with siblings. Mm. You have already said the answer. Oh, Colin Baker? Yeah. The brothers. Oh, the brothers he was in before Doctor Who. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Baker brothers? Tom Baker? Colin Baker? (laughs) (laughs) Right. A very, very big country. Okay, should we go for. Canada, or Canada, if you prefer. United States. 
Russia. Death. Think of another word for country. Land. Ah. Very big land. Island. Neverland. A very, very big land. Yeah. Lands land. before time. Land, land of the giants. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Well done, you for getting that. Well done. You're going. Okay. <laughs> big, hot, lizard, puppy dog. Big, hot, lizard, puppy dog. Uh, zoo. <gasps> No. <laughs> Triceratops from uh, <laughs> the land, land before, before time. time. <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, that, that Smith one, was it? It's a dinosaurs oh, and spaceship. Oh, tra- tra- Tracy. Tracy. Tracy, whatever it's called, yeah. yeah. No. no. <laughs> Is it a T Rex? No. Right, because I'm thinking Hot. of a cartoon dinosaur. Okay, that okay, like okay. Oh, Dino. No. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, no, not hot, though, is he? Uh, no. OK, is it a Doctor Who thing? No. Godzilla? No. Fires? Godzuki? Yeah, no, I know, but no. No, <laughs> not Godzuki. <laughs> is it a Star Trek thing? No. Is it a Blake 7 thing? No. <laughs> is it sci-fi? No. Ooh. Is it fantasy? Yes. Is it Lord of the Rings? No. Is it Game of Thrones? Well, is it Drogon? It is Drogon. Uh. <laughs> That's that's why I had to look it up to make sure that I got the right one. You put the right name. <laughs> if I'd have put down another name, <laughs> Shaggy <on> Dog. <laughs> yes, Adam. No, what's your name? Crumbly. Crumbly. <laughs> no such thing as standing in the middle of the Games of Thrones shop in Los Angeles or New York. Yes, there's no New such York. thing as Shaggy Dog. I just couldn't believe that. He <laughs> was named by a three-year-old. And ten heads look round with. Accusating <laughs> nine, out! and nine of them were mine. <laughs> you mean to say you've nine heads? I do. Oh. <laughs> okay. Gunmen want their canisters back. Would this be the lone gunman? No, no, oh. no. Would this be something to do with Ghostbusters? No. Gunmen want, want their, their canisters, canisters back. back. Yeah. Uh, anything to do with the town called Mercy? No. Okay. Do you said the lone gunman? I, I, I said the lone gunman. No. Great series, but no. No. Okay. Must we watch that? Canisters back. Hmm. Is it a Doctor Who reference? Nope. Star Trek? Nope. Star Wars? Nope. Stargate? No, no, hang on, hang, nope. hang, hang, Starman? Hang on! <laughs> hang on! Starman? It's not the Wild Wild West, is it? God, no, I've never seen that, has we? <laughs> no, no the, Will, the Will Smith film. Is yeah. it sci-fi? Yeah. Okay. Or the TV series. Well, that's true, yeah. Is mm-hmm. it a modern sci-fi or something from the last century? <laughs> uh, not modern, modern. It's probably a coming up for uh, about 35 to 40 years ago. It's so that sort of time range. Century, then. Yeah. What's the clue again? Gunmen want their canisters back. Canisters. Mm. It's not the gunfighters. <laughs> no, no. Not Doc 2 related. No bad teeth here. I'm trying to think Star Trek, but... Nope, Star yeah, Trek, isn't it? I said the only one I think of is the spectre of the gun. Mm. Oh. And there was no canisters in that. Is it no. Red Dwarf? Not Red Dwarf, no. Damn, is it sci-fi mm. at all? Yeah. Quantum Leap? Nope. Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> nope. Babylon 5? Nope. Damn it. Flash Gordon? <laughs> it's alive, no. No, Gordon is not alive. <laughs> Darn. Mm. This is really difficult. Yeah. We have a clue. It is a film or film series. Film series. Film? Mm. I said Star Wars. Yeah, not Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. Bond? <laughs> not James Bond. <laughs> Although that could work. I don't know. I'm completely flummoxed. I've given up. Yeah. It's plutonium. Oh, it's um, the Iraqi Back to the Future... Libyans that fly the, the Arabian. Libyans from Back to the Future, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. They just want the canister back. <laughs> they did, yeah. And they're not in the musical version. Oh. <laughs> which I saw the other day, again. Right. <laughs> bird seed with aggressive freckles. <laughs> Big bird? <laughs> <laughs> bird seed with aggressive freckles? Mm. Is it Norwegian blue 
<laughs> Would this be the flux? Because we have mentioned <laughs> fruit <laughs> cat litter. No, no. Bird seed. Aggressive freckles. Then do Gillen? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're even more aggressive than her freckles. Okay. <laughs> Once you get the bird seed part of the clue, you'll solve bird it. Bird seed? <gasps> Oh, uh, I give up. Uh, <laughs> you should know this because I know for a fact that your mum had a packet of it in the cupboard when I first moved in. Oh, oh. Uh, Trill, Jazzy yes. Dags. Uh, oh, it's just Trill. Oh, Bertie, ding! Right, this Romany is very hazardous. This what? Romany. Romany. is very hazardous. Mm. Gypsy moth aeroplane. Well, you got the first bit right. Well, I gathered that. Mm. Gypsy moth. Well, gypsy. Gypsy. Romany is very hazardous. Mm. Gypsy knife. Gypsy mm. gun. Gypsy ravenous bug bladder beast to trial. <laughs> <laughs> gypsy moderate incline. Is it a ship called Gypsy something? It's 200 feet tall. <laughs> gypsy Godzilla. You're on the right lines. Oh. Oh, so. um, oh yeah. No, 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 it's something to do with... Um, Oh, what's the thing with the, the mechs? I forgot what it's called now. With Idris Elba. One of those was called Gypsy, wasn't it? Something. Oh, what was it? Another word for hazardous. Dangerous. Gypsy dangerous. Gypsy danger. D- Gypsy dangerous. Is that name one of the... Uh... Yeah, it's one of the uh, Jaegers. The Jaegers, yes. I can't... I don't know where you're... Pacific. 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 Oh, That's right. It. Yeah, I haven't seen that. One of, yeah, Rim. don't. It is one of the boringest, <laughs> terriblest films no, ever. No, I think Pacific oh, Rim, the first one's oh, good. No, God, no. <laughs> The second one is terrible. <laughs> let's have this long, protracted, protracted We're not battle. talking about Pacific Rim. Let's, let's have this long, protracted battle, and suddenly, oh, I've got this dirty big sword that I heard that I forgot we could use. Oh, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> I might watch that. It is completely you... brainless, but I loved oh, it. And I thought it was really good. I'm going to no, watch it, and if you love me, you'll watch it with me. <laughs> <sighs> Don't bother the second one. The first one, it all feels big. Yeah. Uh, the second one, everything feels smaller somehow. It's just the way Is it they... just because you were grown up by then? Maybe. <laughs> 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 okay. Every week we ask you to send in a I'm, thing in five I'm... words, and this week. Oh, Keith's still got one. I've still got one. Sorry, I assumed you were waffling <laughs> on about Pacific Rim. <laughs> I would not sully my mouth talking about Pacific Rim. Well, you just did. (laughs) You waffled on inanely. (laughs) This one is easy, and you'll get it instantly, and I expect you all to shout it out, all to shout it out at the same time. Right, okay. What did the lightning strike? The clock tower. I was looking at this thing from Pacific Rim. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite big, isn't it? Yeah, it's about 250 feet. They've got a hidden sword that no one remembers. (laughs) Yeah, the clock tower. Anyway... As I was saying before Keith interrupted, (laughs) every week we ask you chaps to send us in a thing in five words, and somebody's actually done it. Who have we got, Adam? Uh, I'll find it. Because we're not going to get the answer to this. Not immediately, anyway. We can guess. Hello, Ewan. Hello, Hello, Ewan. Ewan. We have uh, a thing in five words. The ship is naked, comma, now. Something to do with Star Trek? Oh, he's my, got his my, hand up. My first thought was uh, the Tchaikovsky, whatever it's called, from mm. Naked the Cerritos. Okay, from um, Lower Decks. Lower Decks, yeah. Because there is an episode where they take off all the hole plating. Ah, oh. I can't remember what the it's second season. I can't yeah, remember the I, name of I it. Remember. But they yeah, take they off did. all the hole plating. Could you tell us if that's correct at some point? That would be awesome, <laughs> Ewan. Thank you. 
As for the rest of you, do send us in some things in five words. You can either do it via Facebook, Apparently. or you can write to us. Ooh, yes, personal like. Show at staggeringstories.net. I don't know why we did that slowly, because every time I edit it, I take the gaps out. <laughs> so it makes it sound like we're going yeah. really fast. And with that silliness set aside... Pause for yes. music and we... <clears throat> Pause for we... Right, with Crumbly back from his wee, <laughs> we can get on to the final episode of Flux. Chapter 6. The Vanquishers. There were three doctors in this one. Yeah, that was very confusing, yes. It was, it was the doctor. Hopping all over the place. Yeah, the yes. doctor's got been split across three time zones has there ever been an episode where the doctor meets themselves as they are at that time apart from when 10 meets the um 10 2 oh yeah yeah perjury the first to uh, do yeah, it, i think we of. had a brief um it wasn't a major plot bit it was a, a smaller side in day of the daleks oh, yes. Thing, yes. the yeah. doctor and joe walked yeah. in and saw themselves yeah, yeah. yeah. but when, yeah yeah but this is the but this is a, a plot point it's yeah. a major part of the story yeah. Time lash potentially, if you want to include that. The doctor sees a, a few seconds in the future oh, or the past yeah, or something, isn't he? Yeah. But you know, it's not quite the same as no. being autonomous. No, no they're, they're not discussing plans, and, bitching at each other. And yeah. he didn't flirt with himself. Or even, he didn't, no. Yeah. No, it's no, only new who showrunners do that. Yeah, like yeah. Moffat was dreadful for that with Amy. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> she always used to. And Clara. <laughs> yeah. I think that say was more about Moffat's psyche. Actually. I think, yeah, it's interesting that the two straight showrunners since the 70s have both done that. But the, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the other anyway. two didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. one of them introduced Jack. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. And he rode up. So... Where are we? Uh, the doctor being menaced by swarm as yeah. we as we left it last. It's not very nice to her, is it? She's not. No. He's, a, he's a bit of a. But she does oh. dodge out of the way. Yeah, she, yeah, she <laughs> she dodges out the way, grabs hold of the ood, which we didn't mention last time. Oh, the ood. There is an ood aboard. Tech the had an ood. Yeah. And then and funny eyes. Yeah. Oods tend to. But these looked weird compared to even the Ood style. Yeah, yeah. They they weren't glowing or anything. They just didn't look right. right. No, didn't look right. Anyway, not yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, and did a runner. She, yeah, ran around. It, it also looked very much like a TARDIS a concert room, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, very tech much so. was. Yeah. So they yeah. have a little run around there. Not not quite uh, Rentigo style running around the concert room. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> So remind me, how does she get split across the three timelines? Because she, to get into this void, she had to wear a thing to stop she her did. being pulled back into original or not original universe, whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she took that off to be pulled back to our universe, if you want to call it that, at the very same point that Swarm. The fickle finger of death from Swarms Ooh. comes down. Yeah. And, uh, Fingers her. And Indeed. she's nude, And she's <laughs> split in three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very convenient to the plot. I don't, and a bit yeah. more. I don't know how Swarms. that works, but... It just does. It's wibbly-wobbly. Timey-wimey. It is. Can't believe I so, just said that. Okay, so the Doctor is in three different time well, areas, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. There's... One of her with Yaz and Jericho and Dan. Yep. Yes, in the in tunnels. The tunnels. Williams, and there's one of her <laughs> being tortured by Swarm. Yes, And there's in one the of her crashing a Lupari ship into the Sontarans with <laughs> oh, Cardenista yes. and getting yes. taken prisoner. Yes. yes. Wow. 
And then, yeah. what have we got? Well, then we also have got uh, Vinda and Diane yeah. in the passenger, passenger. form, yeah. who they managed to trigger passenger to open so they can get out. And that was Diane's doing. That was Diane. Yeah. It was Vinda who did the firing, but it was Diane who had the idea and the plan yeah. Yeah. and told him what to do. Uh, where they get out of passenger, where they get enough time to signal the TARDIS in the mm-hmm. little communicator link before getting sucked back in to passenger. The place where they are is a planet that looks like it's been completely uh, fluxed because there's mm. nothing but grit and dust. Mm. Where passenger has been stored. Where passenger has yeah. been stored, yeah. yes. And meanwhile, the Santarans have a new plan. Oh, yeah. I, I thought this was a good plan, it actually. Is, for Santarans, it's yeah, yeah. Using humans, they, which is how their psychic command works, yeah. apparently, which explains things very well. Mm-hmm. They've determined the date and time of the flux... The final, final flux. The final attack. flux, which is currently being set up by the Ood and X. Tectayun, yeah, which was the end of last episode. Let's get come through and destroy what's left of the Ood. Everything. Which isn't much, apparently. So, the stars get used Lupari ships to protect themselves, and they brought the Cybermen and Daleks along. Yep. Promising them protection too, but they get double cross them, so they get wiped out by the flux. That was a brilliant idea. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. And we also find out the Sontarans have a weakness for Earth chocolate. Oh, <laughs> or at least Dan Starkey does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. controversial. Uh, I've heard a lot of people have a, a lot of hate for this particular scene, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was quite it was funny. funny. Yeah. 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 Ransacking the corner shop. Huh? <laughs> it's. I have nothing against it. It's, it's not, just it's just not? light-hearted, and it would have made kiddies laugh. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. oh God! It's not like they're used to eating that way, so you can see why they'd be taken yeah. in by but also, the also, pleasures of chocolate and everything. Yeah, sh- the high sugar content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having a sugar rush, yeah. yeah. So, of course, the Daleks and the Cybermen are not idiots. They've worked out they won't survive the flux, so mm-hmm. they grasp this one straw that's offered to them, mm-hmm. only to be double-crossed. Yeah. Oh, mm. no. I So, personally, I don't think the, uh, the Daleks would fall completely for that. They would have something in reserve, I think. I don't think they had the time. Uh, they, no. they, they knew the flux would finish everything off. I I no I I think they would have had something in well, reserve. Perhaps they did, but they just didn't have the time because yeah, yeah. the Sontarans they didn't unlike Daleks and Cybermen they don't they didn't boast about their plans and <laughs> the Sontarans just got ahead and double crossed yeah. or tried to. And the Doctor finds out about this, or she figures out what they're going to do anyway. Yeah. She then decides to smuggle in Claire, who they've rescued yep. from 1967, was it? Yeah, they, they went back to 1967 they did to, to find her. Yeah. So her and Jericho have gone on to the Sontaran ship yep. to psychic command. Yep. Because as we know, Claire's quite good at that sort of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's given the doctor's given them essentially time rings. Yeah, but, but telepathic actual uh, actual rings, rings this time mm-hmm. rather yeah. than yeah. teleporters rather than the And this is where a sad thing happens. <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought this scene was was lovely. I mean Jericho's just been awesome Jericho from beginning to been end. A, yes. He's been a standout character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. he's the um the the psychic conundrum is solved. Uh, the Sontarans know about the transport rings. Jericho's, it falls off his finger. Yeah. Um, he makes sure Claire gets away and then faces. I tell you, like I said to you, Sontarans, they're bred for war. Yes. An honourable death is the mm. thing. Yes. But Jericho faced his death far more honourably yeah. than that Sontaran did. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Stood it and looked it in the eye. Yep. Mm. Off to his next adventure. Yeah. 
That was very sad. My, my bottom lip quivered. Really? All, all, an awfully big adventure. Mm. Yeah. He didn't survive it. No. He was the one casualty, really. A bit shame because he was a great character, but yeah. he wasn't given a great deal to do. He grew a beard. <laughs> yeah. He didn't need to Bushy be in the last... beard. <laughs> he didn't need to be in the last episode particularly, did he? He was great fun to have there, but he didn't... Yeah, but that's why he was in the last if episode. You, if you want to be awesome. strictly brutal yeah. and... Keith doesn't need to be in this room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's here. <laughs> I am sitting right here, you know. That's what I just said. <laughs> Participating in the action. But you could do that from our house with a microphone. I'm glad you're here. Oh. Yes, dear, I know. <laughs> yeah, and you're, yes, your beard's just as good as his. Yes, you're a fine, upstanding chap as well. <laughs> so what did we think of the way the flux was dealt with disappearing into passenger I like think, so much dirt up a hoover yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's possibly one that has been plot threaded i we know that passenger is like a tardis is larger on the yeah. inside mm, than the out yeah. but it did seem to come slightly left field to my mind sure because really, you know they've been saying over and over we've been being shown over and over that passenger is huge yeah. like you said we, so yeah, was, why we, you know that that we just didn't think of it why is that not something we thought that yeah that, uh, that's what i mean it's not something that had occurred to me it suddenly yeah, come in from the left field see, that's, that's good the fact that we didn't foresee it you know it's, episodes get a bit boring when you're going oh yeah i know that's gonna mm. happen there oh yeah it did so this time this made a pleasant change i thought the effect of the flux going into oh, passenger um, was excellent i'm not knocking it yeah it's, it's uh, i, I should think really... not <laughs> Yeah, I had no problem with that. And I quite liked the explanation for the flux, what it was. It was antimatter from yeah. another universe or the void mm, or somewhere. Yeah, from, from created outside the void, in the void. Mm. And, and how that was causing pressure to, to push their division space station across to the other universe. I love the fact that it was Kate Stewart who gave the um, idiot's explanation for matter and antimatter. Yeah. Matter and antimatter, sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure it was entirely correct. but doesn't matter. <laughs> It works within the context of the story. Yeah. It's narratively correct. Antimatter doesn't weaken matter, it annihilates matter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Mutual annihilation. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that was uh, at least an explanation. I'm still not entirely sure I understand the motivations behind most of what happened in the flux as a whole, but, you know. Um. And at the, um, at the end, we see the Doctor from the dream again, or the Doctor from in her own mind again, with the uh, reverse coat. Oh, yes. Yeah, that... That well, was time. That I think that yeah. was an image of time. Yeah. We've also got uh, the Doctor's torture scene in the uh, space station mm. where she's being decayed by the flux and then reassembled and yes. decayed. Yeah. And we had... They opened the watch and you saw the house again. You yep. did, which, yeah. And then the memories... They they started stripping or destroying the memories, and because we mm -hmm. find because she gets the memory back or partial memory of Carvanista yeah. being a companion, yeah, and Carvanista can't say anything. He's got a bit of the Donners about him. If he says mm. something, yeah. it'll kill him. Yeah, yeah. he remembers, he's, he, yeah. but he's just not allowed he, to. He him. can't because he's got yeah. a synaptic circuit it'll implanted be poison in, into him. Yeah, mm. implanted in his brain. And he hates her. I think he actually hates her mm. for for what happened. I don't think he understands what happened to her. I yeah, don't I think don't, he realised that I, she was mind-wiped. Yeah, I don't think... I think he hates her and the fact that she was a companion 
and was just dumped, abandoned. Yeah, yeah. he Mo- doesn't know that she was. Yeah, doesn't know the reasons. Reset. Yeah, he doesn't know the reasons for behind it. Maybe he, he does now, but all he, yeah, he all he can see was because yeah. yeah. he, he was he just spent abandoned. Years being abandoned and that yeah. hate built up. Yeah, and then on top of that, of course, we find out that his people are wiped well, out, killed, yeah. which of course the doctor can associate with. Yeah, but yeah, he is the last of the Lapari. Huh? He is. Yeah. I do feel that was a little offhand, the way they did that. Why? Wiping out of the Lupari. It just happened. It happened off screen. It happened off screen, Mm, and there was no time to really reflect on the implications on that or anything. Mm. It's just, oh, it's happened. Move on. Carvanista was a bit bit upset for a moment, but not (laughs) long enough for it to really mean anything. If there was a problem with this episode, it's trying to cram in too much. much. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough time to breathe. The same with Jericho's death. What what do they say about it? The next scene is forgotten. Yeah, but I suppose if playing devil's advocate, you're in the middle of a war. There was a period after. Yeah, but you know. You get a little epilogue they, at the end of the episode. They at, don't mention at, him at all. At some point <laughs> after, they would have had some dinner and a bath as well. But, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Given they built the character up, and he was such a great character, yeah. he, he yeah. deserved a bit more. Perhaps it would be nice to see them putting flowers somewhere, you know, just yeah. some a, sort of memorial. A serenity mm. moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even Claire just goes off. And doesn't <laughs> what, what even happens to Carvin Easter at the end? I can't even remember. He, um, he survives. Yeah, he <laughs> went know. off on the ship with um, um, Belle yeah. and, and uh, Vinda. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if Vinda finds out, he's going to be a daddy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. A lot of speculation as to who the baby is. But yes. Yeah, and he just, a, just turned out to be a, a nice baby. couple. Yeah. Just, just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> as far as we know. I was always worried the baby was going to be the doctor and no, that. I, and, I, I was yeah. worried as well. That, that yeah. was... That was what the rumour mill was pointing towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a little moment when they've they're reconnected those two, but it's not really enough given they've spent the entire season looking for each other. Battle. And we really don't want to see the scene of them getting to know each other again. <laughs> <laughs> Is Tigmy there? Giving <laughs> oh, God! That's a point! Oh, my God! Put it in a drawer. <laughs> Blankets on top of this, this little Tamagotchi thing going... <laughs> and then the Doctor ends up with the watch. She does. Mm, I love that scene where she tells the TARDIS to hide it. I I have to note that she picked up the big blue ball. She did. Which I noticed from the first episode. And put that in. Yeah, yeah, so the TARDIS has got the watch. Yeah. But as she said, you know, just hide it it from me. And don't and keep it away from me and don't let me have it Mm. unless I really want it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping she'd do that. I was really not wanting her to open the watch and get the memories back. Yeah, mm. I think it would do program wise. It would do more harm than good, and from her point of view, it would do more harm than good to just suddenly have all those those other memories, those other selves. The I mean, she's got enough baggage up there of <laughs> bad things she did, but to to have all that on top of that, yeah, it it just could have been could have done no good whatsoever. And mm. yeah, telling the TARDIS to hide it, I think that was the right thing to do. The other major villain in this one is not just Tarns, we've got uh, the Grand Serpent. Yes. Or Prentice, mm-hmm. whatever he called himself, who I'm still not entirely clear who he really was. No, I had well, trouble with him. Yeah. I wasn't sure well, either. this is it. I, I don't personally... I, we have more episodes coming until the end of her run. He was left... Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think we've seen the end of him. Perhaps not. Yeah, yeah. I think there, there. I personally think there's more to come with him, especially as we found out that also he has a double cardiovascular system. He's got a double heart. Yeah. yeah. That... See, I still think he's the master. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's even Gallifreyan or Time Lord. I think 
that is somehow it's called a demi species, mm. like it's a combination of two. So mm-hmm. maybe there's the humanoid, yeah, and then you got the serpent the thing, serpent, which is yeah. living in him, which gave he's him like, the he's like a gold. Mm. Yeah, I, I so like I the fact that the doctor heavy. didn't fall for his death trick, and she also didn't take him seriously at all. Yeah, which <laughs> really annoyed him. <laughs> so, but I, I personally don't think his story's finished yet. Really. That'd be interesting. We're going to see more of him. Does that imply that Vinder and Bell will return? Because they're obviously somehow associated with him. Mm. Obviously, he used to work for him. And if but... they do, Calvinista will. As the last images with the the, the image of time, mm. which appeared as Herbert with the dark coat. Yeah. And mm. uh, what is it? Armies with its master? Yes. Yeah. Like a lieutenant, small... We know it's going to end. We know we have an end date. So are we now getting into the foreshadowing? As yeah, I, I was hoping we wouldn't have a foreshadowing. I was hoping it would be more like with Capaldi. You know, we had the, the whole... <laughs> well, your, <laughs> we, we had the whole um, foreshadowing thing with Rose going, with Tennant going, and with Donna. Yeah. And it would be nice to just not have that, you know? And yeah. we forgot to mention Kate Stewart as oh, yes. a big damn hero. Yes. Mm. Although, you know, her, her minions from the street don't stand up to snake or torture very well. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah she, was, she was uh, head of the rebellion against yes. the Sontarans. Mm, yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Daddy would have been proud. Would have. <laughs> so one how many unit operatives that was. Probably know, all yeah. of them somewhere. How long was that? You're not given a specific time frame. Uh, yeah. Like I said, with if well, it, we we know the date of the flux final attack, yeah. which was fifth of December twenty twenty one. Yeah, and we know Halloween it started that. So unless there's some time stuff happening, which there could be with the Centaurans now, apparently. Yeah, have they been there for longer than Halloween? Or it mm-hmm. could just be that you know yeah. all these spaceships land and humans do what I hope humans would do. Yeah, it's just a very, and, very quick turnaround. Yeah, but she's, she, she knows how to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And as Keith said, there are other operatives. There are there would be other people around the world. You know, if Harriet Jones was still around, she'd have been mm-hmm. on the phone to her. Yeah, but it does. Um, this this is the the end of it now. The, well, seri- the, se- the series is wrapped up. Yes. So where are we going to go from here? Because the universe has been devastated. Yeah, there's, there should be nothing left apart from Earth and Atropos, from what I can tell. <laughs> Well, I don't know. When the master Logopolis Castrovalva entropy, we seem to use, lose huge swathes of the universe then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. get the feeling the uh, the universe is a bit like a Time Lord and just regenerates itself <laughs> as it Maybe. seems fit. And then Earth has been attacked by Sultan. So, aliens! When's the reset button going to be hit? Where do we mm. go from here? Yeah. yeah. I did expect it to either be the universe is restored somehow or Earth gets shunted into the new universe. Yeah. Along with Dalek Cybermen and some Tyrans yeah. hitching yeah. along for the ride, just to start off a whole new. But it's not. It's just done this halfway uh, house yeah. of. Mm. Again, that's that's why I, I don't. The the flux may be over, but I don't think the story is. No, I mean mm. the division is okay. Tectayun is presumably dead. I say presumably. Like you said, you know that means nothing to these people. <laughs> Indeed, it doesn't. She she's been around a very long time and yeah. could probably survive that somehow or planned for it. But all the division operatives had escaped the universe and gone on to that station. Yeah. Mm. So they're still there, presumably. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. still travelling to the other universe. Will they come back now? Or can they? Can they? Can, can they come they, back? Well, can they travel on? Because if the flux has stopped, Are that they was stuck and, in the void, and, and that was the driving force oh. for the yeah. station. Yeah. Don't know. Mm. So they're marooned between two universes. Mm. Mm. 
And what if some silly ship, you know, like a red dwarf type ship, finds passenger and goes, "Ooh, what does this do?" and opens it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the flux, flux come out. Yeah. Well, I think the flux is meant to be destroyed by all the matter inside. Yeah. yeah. Passenger, so that should be done. But <laughs> so, so I've still got I'm, you'd I'm, out there trying to steer steer this. <laughs> yeah. I've just got this mental image of um, the flux being sucked inside passenger, meeting all this matter inside, and you just hear passenger go. This, yeah, this yeah. cosmic belch. Yeah, yeah. And that's how the universe comes back. Yeah, he belches be. it out. Oh, so, yeah, summing up, as I said before, this season, this series as a whole, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I, yeah. Some mm. of it I didn't understand initially. Some of it took a, a while to sink in, but my initial first impressions were, yes, I thoroughly enjoyed mm. watching that. And what more could you ask? It's watchable, but in, uh, from my point of view, it takes a couple of viewings you know, to fully, I, I, fully assimilate s- it. Some mm. of them do, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I admit that. But it's, as a whole, as a as a whole element, I've got to put seven, eight out of ten. It's carried me along. I've mm-hmm. managed, unlike other ones, uh, other of Chibnall's stories, I'm quite <laughs> happy to switch my brain off and just accept what I'm seeing. Okay. And be carried along with it. I like the individual episodes. I just feel like the story as a whole has left too many things dangling. Mm, yeah. The, the tunnels under Liverpool, where did they come from, these time portals? What was that all about? I thought Williamson told us. No, he, he just, just said, He just found he them. Found he just them. found them. But why are they there? Yeah. That... Why that's are any I mean. of us here, Adam? <laughs> that's what I mean by I know we've got Convenient. more episodes to come. I don't think the story's finished yet. Because the, the, what has happened with the TARDIS? Why was it falling, falling apart? Is mm-hmm. it rehealed? Yeah. Not that, for long, that, though. <laughs> we got a new enemy of time itself, apparently. Which yeah. Now that the Mori are back, how was time able to mm. even get out and manifest as anything? Well, it's time, so... There was a period where the Maori was we- were, were weakened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it got out and flipped around and what it did need to do. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't help but think that's a little bit too derivative of uh, Sapphire and Steel. Well, there's, I there's don't mind. Some I of don't, these episodes honestly, have a Sapphire and Steel mm, feel, yeah. and that makes it, in my view, even better. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I enjoy when, uh, for example, the big finish. Doctor Who's when they stroll into Sapphire and Steel territory, which they have done a couple yeah, of times, yeah. I found that more enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. we haven't heard from Jean. Oh, that's true. And I understand before she was tragically turned into cat litter <laughs> that she sent us some uh, feedback. Sparkly cat litter. Sparkly, Sparkly cat, litter. cat litter. In fact, she sent it for both episodes, so we better wow. catch Let's them both now. To that. She's going to rant. I just feel I it in my water. She's going to rant. <laughs> Right, her first set of comments for episode five. Hi, this is Jean. As I can't be there, I thought I would record some thoughts on The Flux, chapter five, Survivors of The Flux. I liked the idea of the Weeping Angels being a transporter system and the Doctor wandering around them. You kind of think that that's been written in just to keep them in the story because... There's at no other point has it been implied that they are a transporter other than for their own sake of throwing people back in time. And I love the interaction between the Doctor and Tectian where she made the comparison of the Doctor stealing her companions' lives of what they mm, could have done, yeah. as similar to how she had been with the Doctor. Yep. I did find the whole resolution of the Division a bit of a letdown. It was almost like 
it, it felt like it hadn't been thought through. It was this big group, and now I have to explain it in approximately five minutes of the plot. And, <laughs> well, we're just a big group. We keep an eye on everything. We make sure things happen how we want them to happen. And we've now got absolute power, and absolute power's corrupted to the point where we think we're going to end everything, start all over again, and by the way, it's all your fault, Doctor, because you keep interfering in our plans. <laughs> but it still really didn't answer who initiated the division, you know, how it has really been involved in the progress of time travel of the Doctor of the Universe. Did the division want the Daleks to ram- ramp up over the universe? Did the Division want the Cybermen to run rampant over the universe? If it's the secret hand behind things, controlling things, etc., why didn't Nick get involved in them at an earlier stage? Or is it condoning that whole actions mm. that led to the Time War, that led to the destruction of Gallifrey, etc., etc.? I know they are all events that happened before the, the division was invented, but if you're going to create an organisation, you have to think how it retrospectively fits into the history. I think the watch was also interesting um, in that it contained the Doctor's past, regenerations, past lives. I did wonder why they were all trapped in the watch, you know, the, the fact that they stored them. I would have thought surely they would have been stored on the Matrix there wouldn't necessarily be need to trap them into a watch. And it seemed to be that it was more than just the Doctor. It seemed to be that it, it was um, several different lives of other people that were trapped in that watch. And I can, t- I can kind of understand why the Doctor wouldn't want to open it. The um, scenes with Dan and Yaz and then Jericho uh, travelling around the world, I thought that was... That was quite amusing, you know, they're stuck there, they've got to get on with things. You know, Yaz has totally, totally taken control of the whole situation, trying to get this map or whatever it is that they were sorting out. And I thought that was quite an amusing little interlude into the whole thing. And the introduction of the Grand Serpent who's been behind Unit and other stuff. I loved the little bit where he's coming downstairs and you had the brig giving orders upstairs, off camera, just hear his voice. So, uh, again, that was interesting. I did for a moment, I think it was deliberate, you kind of like, is this the master? Uh, Unless they're going to play a double-hander at some point later on. You know, this isn't an incarnation of master, this is a new character. Whether he's a Time Lord or not, I'm not sure. I'll touch on that for the next episode, so to speak. But I thought he was an interesting character and it was brilliant to see Kate Stewart back. Overall, I found this interest, this um, story interesting and I did think it progressed things on quite a bit. But there were times I find it found it bitty. But uh, no, an enjoyable episode all in all. Shall we hear what she thought of the finale? Again, yes. Take it away, Jean. Hi, only Jean here again. <laughs> Doctor Who, The Flux, Episode 6, The Forces of Darkness are out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt let down by this episode. I'm sorry, I could hear Karen screaming at me <laughs> through the you, ether. <laughs> um, I, I just felt that it tried to tie everything up really quickly. Yep. It left some interesting openings at the end, things like the... Um, 
the serpent still hanging around. I liked the fact that um, the Doctor threw the watch into the heart of the TARDIS. But you have that little cop out of, you know, give it back to me if I really, really ask. <laughs> um, but it, it's another one, again, kind of like to fill a hole. We've made a whole load more questions. We've obviously not defeated every Dalek and every Cyberman in creation. But here we are again, having wiped all the Daleks out and all the Cybermen out. <laughs> the flux has been nulled, but has it been destroyed? Is it going to come back? Has Division been completely destroyed? Are there aspects of it that are still knocking around? We don't know if Gallifrey's still around or not, if it is around. There's so much being eaten by the flux already. Are all of those planets now gone? Is the third of the universe or whatever that the flux had already devoured gone? Or has that retrospectively come back? Is that to be answered in the in the three-part specials? I did like the bit, you are at your end. You are near your end time. <laughs> um, but the moment has not been prepared for because you can't regenerate. This is it. You've had it. So that I thought was interesting to see how that's going to work out. Because obviously, I don't think this is the end of Doctor Who. I suspect no. there will be a way that she regenerates. Because either she is the timeless child and can regenerate for eternity, or there is going to be some way around it. But yeah, just generally, I, I did just feel a little bit let down by this. I was starting to wonder because there was so many threads and strands to have to tie up. To do it in 50 minutes seemed a stretch, even if you're going to leave threads and strands out for the for the three specials. I felt you had to tie up most of it at the end of this story. Otherwise, not the fans, the general public may not stick with it for those three specials. So I think they did do a good job in tying it up, but I don't think it made a lot of sense to a lot of people. And that was the one thing I found with this this overall, this the story of the flux. I kind of bared with this whole bits of story here, bits of story there, bits of story there, on the basis that we're going to have a really good tying up of all the ends at the end of it. You know, all these threads will come together, we'll get a resolution, we'll get an answer. And I really, really didn't feel like that's what happened. We got answers to some things. We got resolutions. I did feel it was a bit like they he threw the baby and the bathwater at it, you know. We'll chuck every monster and alien, you know, we can think of in it. But, um, yeah, it's... Maybe if I watch it again, I watch it in sequence, I might have a different view on it and I might find it a lot more rewarding as a payout at the end of the, the story. But when it finished yesterday, I was kind of like, oh... Was that it then? Yeah, I was much. Yeah, um, <laughs> it kind of left more questions than it answered in some respect, which I hope will get answered in the three-parter. There were still some lovely bits in it, like you know, we bring peace to everyone except for Vutons. Vutons <laughs> are evil and all the yeah. scum of the universe. So I thought things like that were quite amusing, and it's a shame that it didn't seem to settle out with Dan and his um, lady friend, whose name escapes me at the end of the episode. That may change as well in the three-parters. But, uh, yeah, Karen, you can stop throwing things at the chair where I sat. <laughs> and hopefully I'll be with you all next week. 
Or next podcast, rather. Hopefully, yes. Au revoir. Oh, Thank She's you. very Thank eloquent you. for a pile of cat litter, isn't she? Yeah. She is. She is. And she gets the real nuances to yes. the argument. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I figured that was going to be what Jean thought of it. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm not a million miles away from what mm. she thought as well. I, it wasn't quite the barnstorming conclusion I'd hoped. Mm. No, I, I agree. I agree. But I think, I think we've all made our, our positions yeah. very clear. Yeah. Yeah. And sparkly I, I, cat litters is as valid as anyone's. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that we appear to now finally have confirmation that the Doctor is the timeless child, is not the master, is not yeah, anything like it's that. It's the yeah. Doctor. And there are still people who seem to be determined to say that the Joe Martin Doctor, the fugitive Doctor, we're going to call her, yeah. is between two and three. I don't know okay. how you can say that now based on the evidence no, we have. No. It's clearly pre-Hartnell. Yeah. I agree with you. I understand that. But yes, I can understand people claiming it was two and between two and three. Within sense, you have sort of secondary law of season, what was it? Five, 6B. 6B, yeah. 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 But I agree with you. I think it's pre, a pre-Hartnell I doctor. I don't understand what the problem has been with people accepting pre-Hartnell doctors. Is it some weird loyalty to Hartnell that he had I, to have been the first? No, I don't think it is necessarily that. I think it's the the mentality of the gatekeeper. I this goes against law that we've seen yeah, and how it's been laid down. As we've said some, before, yeah. you know, the entire show is about change. Oh, yeah. And I don't understand people who get all het up well, and oily because <laughs> things change. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the law was built up organically over time. It wasn't there at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, generation wasn't yeah, there. Again, time laws no, weren't there. None no, of I, I am not disagreeing with you. But the amount of flack that Deadly Assassin picked... I love Deadly Assassin. I think it's one of the best... Mm. Uh, certainly best of the Who Law shows. But when it originally came out, the amount of flack that it picked up because yeah. it contravened things seen in the war games... Yeah, I think it's just the way of fandom yeah, it's, and, it's, and social media has yeah, made it... Mm. The, the, the echo chamber of naysayers yeah. even bigger <laughs> than it usually there, is. There's a certain... It, it's in all fandom. There's a certain people who consider themselves as law keepers. Yeah. I yeah. know how this is done. This is how it's always done. This is how it's always going yeah. to be done. The sad thing, though, is... Um, uh, when Deadly Assassin came out, you could kind of understand it because most of those people were perhaps in their late teens. Now they're all in their 50s and mm-hmm. really, really need to... Well, <laughs> again, n- now they're in their 50s, so they're entrenched. Like we are. <laughs> you know yeah. we are. Yeah. Yes, oh. give me a see where they go with these oh, final yeah. three. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was spoiled on the name of the episode and who's in the episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Immediately after, I stopped the credits halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I immediately... Ran from the room. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even leave the room or anything. I just went straight to, to YouTube to put something else on TV, and straight there, the BBC had put up the, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. the, uh, the, yeah, the ident which had the name yeah. of the episode and oh. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, disappointing, but it's not that big a deal. But <laughs> I would say them again, really. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the, the last time, them again, it was a very different angle to go from. Yeah, the making the making of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, why are we pretending nobody knows? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I, 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 as I've said, they it seems to be an unwritten rule that they're contractually contractually obliged to use them at least once a season. Well, they've, they've used them a couple of times in the season. They, they've, yeah, they've tried to 
cartel it down and make him the small guest star role yeah. as they have done with a couple of the Moffat seasons yeah, but they are have, didn't have they have the Daleks have been see I said it the Daleks <laughs> have been in every single season of the revival yeah, yeah, to some extent, even if they are just a background yeah, throwaway. Yeah, a spit, yeah, but yeah. they're still in there. Yeah. I d- see, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mind them being, like, in, in flux. They were secondary elements. They were yeah. a minor side yeah, thought. Fine, yeah. But I really, I love a, a damn good Dalek romp. <laughs> so, I, as, I've, as I've discussed with you, yes, I love Daleks. I love them. I love them. To, I, I've noticed they've got a new Gatling gun. Thing. They have. Yeah, oh, no. oh, that so it's, good, it's, it's, a, it's a claw. It's a cl- a cl- instead of a sucker, it's a claw yeah. and a Gatling gun. Oh, right. It's really good. But, I didn't uh, look very closely at the pictures. Uh, <laughs> you're too busy going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but i, I got to admit, that occasionally, the stories haven't been up to snuff to use them. Yeah. yeah. I no. don't know. Daleks in Manhattan was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. The Daleks um, in Daleks Manhattan yes. were fantastic. <laughs> the story around them were... We need another resurrection of the Daleks, which was my favourite Dalek story. <laughs> another really? Lots okay. of deaths, Daleks shooting things everywhere. And, and, being and evil oh, another so resurrection good. or another remembrance, remembrance. or yes. another doomsday oh yes well yeah. I would say Dalek but I know I'm that, actually a controversial one <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say Dalek except for the first half not the sunbathing Dalek at the end Matt, see, this is what we were talking about how after time episode sits and yeah. we, we look back on them and I, at the time with Dalek, I thought it was the best one I'd seen for so long up yeah. until that yeah. bit. Yeah. But now I love that bit. No, it for me. Yes, I do. No, 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 no. I'm not. Dis- I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying, I still don't understand the premise of if you've got something that's genetically pure, why do they have something that grabs DNA from something else and puts it into them? Desperation. It's, even so, they they would have something that would have burnt out that DNA. DNA yeah, but it, it was damaged. It, it came down on as a no, meteor. It had been screaming in a hole for. I, I yeah, and and also it repaired itself <laughs> back to factory settings. Yeah, but I repair myself back to factory settings sometimes. But you know, my little finger occasionally no, is really. You, <laughs> I, you don't because it I can't. Just, it repaired that itself. Eight year old. It, don't you pick on my eight year old again? <laughs> it repaired itself to factory settings to the best of its ability, but its repair systems were a bit knackered. Then it should have repaired them with the repair systems. It doesn't, make, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, it's a, it it's a, no, it's a Rob Shearman plot. Tribe. No, I, I think Victory of the Daleks actually retcons that quite nicely because there you've got these impure Daleks who are recreating the, the new paradigm, the, the, yeah. the, the original Daleks, and then get wiped out. So they're just a vehicle for recreating the original Daleks. And so the, you could say that the Dalek in Dalek was... Yes, you no. could. Because <laughs> the, uh, the Daleks from Victory Daleks were derived from Davros, while the Dalek from Dalek was the pure strain from, the ta- from before the Time War. Yeah, but it needed to survive to, to get the Daleks back up. To, to but again, my original argument, why do you have something that can inject yourself with foreign DNA to make you unpure? Why do we Just have so Black Ops soldiers? We got... Yeah. Bloke, normal soldiers who are given the task of going so deep undercover <laughs> that they would do things that they would find abhorrent in civi- civilian life. And that's what that was. 
But their black ops operatives are not control freaks. The Daleks, if anything, are control freaks. I would, qu- I would question that and say black ops operatives would have to be everything freaks. Because <laughs> you, you, you've got your, your life, you've got to put in the hands of others. You need everything controlled down to the micro, what's it? Mm. And as, as we've seen... Just accept we're no. not going to agree on I'm this. There's only not... so much time in the universe. Well, you see, I'm, I'm quite happy to waffle on because I'm not editing this down. It's yeah. all right, we'll just cut you out. Yeah, I'm you've done that before. Sort of change your words so that the words <laughs> well, no, yes, no, Karen it's... and Adam, you are right. right. We're all in the same order. No, I, I, I've seen this argument before. He's going to speed me up to tri- triple yeah, speed, <laughs> so I sound like a munchkin. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Oh, I think we better mention somebody who is presiding over this argument. Oh, yeah. He's oh. quivering yes. rage. Oh, great! Yeah. Oh. Drooling with it because we actually mentioned him earlier. Oh yes, I didn't acknowledge him. I think we laughed at it. Oh, no. We're done for. One, two, three. Hello, Hello head of Pertwee. Hello, cardboard Clara. Uh, or- Orange Clara. No, oh, Terrence. Yeah, don't forget Terence. Terence and Graham up there. Field Grogu. Fascist spot. I think we also have to mention to point out the multiple gillens we have dotted there are around. Many, many gillens. Yeah. In various forms mm. and places, <laughs> and more importantly, poses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a bit worrying. Have we got any feedback? We have loads of feedback. Okay, oh. let's do some feedback. First bit is from Andrew Scott. Ah, hello, hello, Andrew. Andrew Scott. Andrew says, Dear Staggering Stories, we continue to live in strange times. <laughs> yep. I started the Doctor Who season viewing it as something to be endured. <laughs> that little we had heard made me think of one of those big chain stores that suddenly devolves into lots of little in-shop shops before vanishing from the high street. <laughs> but you know what? It's good. It's very good. Ooh, good. I always felt that we never really had the space and time in the episodes packed as they were in previous seasons with companions and history Mm. to get to know the Doctor. Mm. I know some folk are unhappy with the way latter-day storylines have rewritten or rather extended the Doctor's history, (laughs) but I suddenly found I didn't care about any of that. (laughs) It's shaping up to be a good story, a broad story that needs the six episodes to run its course. After three episodes, I've no idea where it's going, and that's as it should be, looking forward to the next ones. Mm. I've also been to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, which has had mixed reviews. As (laughs) someone who likes Stranger Things, the mixture of ages of the lead cast works for me, and the slow-to-catch-on adults, not a problem. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute Easter egg fest, and the appearance of all facets of the original, he says, trying to avoid spoilers, (laughs) wonderful. You do need to know the first film to get the most out of this one. Finally, Star Trek Discovery Season 4, not on Netflix. Words fail me. (laughs) Stay safe. All the best. Andrew. Thank, Thank you. you, Andrew. I Thank should you. point out that this one was lost in the spam folder of the last podcast. Which sorry, is Andrew. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Yeah, sorry, yep. sorry. It has now been found and restored, but uh, it is a little out of date. Right. We have one here from Naya. Hello, Naya. Dear Staggering Storytellers. <gasps> we got a dear. We oh, did. We did. Naya did actually contact me on Twitter to apologise for not saying dear. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I told her she's dead to us. <laughs> I didn't really. I watched the flux all the way through, and it was, without <laughs> doubt, 
the worst episode of Sapphire and Steel that exists. Now, I have to point out that she's put worst, all in capitals, she has. and bold. Yes. <laughs> worse than that one set in the flat, in that flat, <laughs> the animals. Time in the Hooniverse is a tool, a natural resource, a toy, non-sentient, unemotional. If time was a living creature in the Hooniverse, it isn't a rotting, annoyed alien from outside the universe. Time is Gallifrey's bitch. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for the Division to join the Loons as a mostly forgotten trivia question. Oh, Naya. Naya. Oh, Naya. <laughs> may, may I say that at some point in the Hooniverse, the TARDIS was just a machine and was not mm. seen to be a living, sentient jobby? I don't know. I'd say in the uh, third story, it arguably was uh, alive and... Mm. Which the Doctor refuted. destruction, yeah. Uh, he did, didn't he? He did. I, I, the, the only quibble I have with this, and I yep. don't want to fight Nay, I don't want to get in an argument. <laughs> yes, with you do. No, I don't. Fight. No, fight. no, I don't. She'd win. <laughs> she would. She would kick my ass around the floor, no trouble. Um, is the fact that the sentientness of time yep. seemed to take on the form of who it was talking to. How do you mean? Well, when it was oh, talking, when flux. it was talking to yeah, in flux. When yeah. it was talking to Swarm, it looked like Swarm. Yes. When it was talking doctor. to the Doctor, it looked like the Doctor. So that yeah. is not the end image of this sentient creature. No, it's a projection of. Yeah. One it. thing though, Naya, please get "Time is Gallifrey's bitch" on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> or a ribbon for the ribbon. next conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Also, interestingly, division is sometimes referred to as the division, and sometimes yeah. just division. division. Yeah, there's a little consistency on that one. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Right, we've heard from Jay. Hello, Hello Jay. Jay. Hello, well. How are you doing? Jay says, "Greetings, head of Pertwee." whom you better have said hello to by we, now. We have. we have. And the rest of the team, including the various menagerie of inanimate objects. Are they inanimate? It's been... Well, not <laughs> at night. It's been a while since I've written to you, and my apologies for that. I've only recently caught up with your recent episodes and didn't want to be sending feedback for things that you'd talked about maybe a month prior. But anyway, flux. Mm. All in all, this is probably Chibnall's best writing for the show so far. Hmm. These six episodes of this series just hurtled along at a breakneck pace, seemed to have little if any padding and packed a lot of stuff in. Mm -hmm. If only he had orchestrated something like this for his previous two series... Oh, well. <laughs> Though this series got to where it was going, it did seem to leave rather a lot of threads dangling. Yeah. Vinder and Belle and their unborn child. I've seen a number of theories about <laughs> this, and it just ends up being that this may have just been one big red herring. Mm. The unborn child just may not be anyone important or someone <laughs> we know at all, but just an unborn babe that becomes a small side character by use of animated emojis on a Tamagotchi. <laughs> As for Vinder and Belle, perhaps nothing more than just two lovers trying to find one another across the universe. Mm -hmm. Unit and Kate Stewart. Lovely to see Kate Stewart back again. Yep. And I do hope that she gets her desire to meet this regeneration again. Yep. If that does happen, perhaps we may see Unit back in some oh, form. Oh, that's good, definitely. The state of the universe. Surprise! <laughs> there was no reset button yeah. used here, <laughs> which implied that there's much of the universe that is just gone. Yeah. But apparently, we're just going to skip over this fact that there's <laughs> been an absolutely massive loss of life planets and civilizations now. Yep. Presumably, this is going to have to be addressed in the New Year's special, given the trailer. Not going to elaborate on that for the benefit of Adam. <laughs> elaborate away. <laughs> he is spoiled. I, well, I don't know what's in the trailer other than the name and the returning oh, we'll tell villains. You after. <laughs> the Grand Serpent. There'd been something 
theories floating around before suggesting that this was another incarnation of the Master. Mm. When the Doctor commented about his dual heartbeat, I was all but expecting those theories to pan out. But then, nope. And we don't really find out about what species he is at all. Apparently, it's not just Time Lords that have two hearts, though will we see him again? Mm. On the subject of the Master, I'm rather feeling that we may see them back before the end of this regeneration. I'm thinking this because of the subtitles in the final episode with the Doctor having that little chat with the personification of time. Disclaimer, I'm in no way hard of hearing, but I like having the captioning, as it seems that many shows these days might sometimes have dialogue a little too soft or overwhelmed by background music to hear. (laughs) Time warns the Doctor to beware of the forces that mass against you and their master, with master capitalised. So that's something to watch out for. Yep. Well, that's all I have for now. I'd better get back to my work day here. All the best. Jay. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, it'd be a bit remiss if I don't get uh, the master back. The um, Sasha Darwin. Sasha Darwin master, yeah. Probably he's got to be killed off. They they, they tend to have a new master for a new doctor. So we've got to see the end of his story. He's set up a lot of this. Yeah. Those letters. This is one of the things I love about fandom, most of fandom, (laughs) is that we can disagree on these things and not have to block each other on social media or refuse Mm. to talk to each other again. Naya, I adore from the top of the hills to to down, and um, (laughs) I thoroughly disagree with her Mm. on this, and she disagrees with me. Where where Naya's concerned, I'm sorry and upset she didn't like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. it would have been great if she could have loved it the way that we did. But not every story is going to work for everybody. Oh, God, no, that's that's the whole point. The great thing about this season and these upcoming specials is the pressure is much reduced. I don't care too much if the general public like it or not, because I know it doesn't really matter. I don't care if the, the ratings are terrible. It doesn't matter. Because Doctor is coming back in a couple of years' time. It's going to be completely rebooted. It's going to have a, a massive publicity push. A whole new start again. So what happens now doesn't really matter. Agreed. Agreed. I just hope Jodie gets a really good send-off. Yeah. I want to be in tears. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, just, well, stand watch, up, I'll watch kick the, you in the girl who waited beforehand. Yeah. So, you know, you'll, you'll still be blubby. <laughs> right, we would love to hear from you on anything. It doesn't matter if it's something we discussed a month ago. If you've got something to say, tell us. Yeah. You, you may have to remind us about it if it was a month ago. Yeah, well, but please, yes. we're quite yep. old and, and a we bit forget. Mm. Yep. Tell so, us how great Biggles is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Hawk> the Slayer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, so do write to us via show at staggeringstories.net Lead us out crumbly. Hold on, hold on. Audio feedback. Except I'm here on my own now. Yes, we forgot the audio feedback. So this is in the future from the podcast, but it's my present, still your past. Doesn't matter. We have a bit of audio feedback from Reese. If I remember, I'll make sure the others say something about this next podcast. In the meantime, take it away, Reese. Hello, Staggerers, Hello. and hello, Head of Pertwee, and to Cardboard Grenilda Nobnacker and Cardboard Clara and the Moomin and Graham yep. the Adipose mm-hmm. and uh, Dangerous Churchill, <laughs> Nazi or Fascist or yeah. whichever one it is, Spock, and oh, all the other many and varied members of 
the crew, be they living or inanimate. Hi. All right, I'm here to talk about the last two episodes of Doctor Who Flux, or Season 13, or whatever you want to call it. Personally, I would call it fantastic. Oh, good, good. Okay, that's it. Uh, No, 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 I'll, I'll go through both episodes. Although, to be honest, these two are kind of the most linked episodes, and I can't really separate what happened in either one. Yeah. But what did I like about this story and how it finished? Um, I did like the three years back in time with Professor Jericho and Dan and Yaz stuck in the past, trying to find a way to contact the Doctor, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to just reconnect before the end of the universe. And I quite liked that. I thought Yaz did quite a good job. I think potentially she could have been written to be a little bit more assertive. I think they were really giving her the Doctor role. Yeah. I think that was the point. She's the one who's been around the Doctor the most, so of Mm. course you get the Doctor role. A bit like Clara, which is something that Fake Keith has been saying a lot, that she's going in the same direction as Clara. Hmm. But yeah, maybe they could have done that a bit more. I think I've, I've always thought that Mandeep Gill is fantastic, and I thought she played it really well, and it was a really sweet moment on the ship when she saw the recording of the Doctor, and she'd obviously watched it a few times because mm-hmm. she'd memorized what the Doctor said and things like that. I thought that was great, really well played, and it was a touching moment, but in terms of the writing, to really push her taking up the Doctor's role would have been a bit better. But Overall, I liked that storyline. I liked that they adapted, especially Dan. Well, actually, and and Professor Jericho. But, you know, Dan, seriously, in one night, he's had so much going on. Like, (laughs) he ran into the Doctor in one night, and Yaz, and then all of this has gone on, the end of the universe, and... It's been wild, and he's he's adapted quite well. And then he had three years. (laughs) That was a good storyline. I quite liked it. Oh, the Great Serpent, or whatever his name is. That was a very interesting story. And Unit came back with Kate. I really like that too. I've got the finale in mind. I watched it this morning, and then I went to work, and I've kind of only just gotten back from work. So I've only seen it once. It was this morning. But they're both good episodes, but I've mainly got the finale in mind because a fair bit happened in that. Yeah. A fair bit. We had the... The uh, reunions of Vinda and his partner, and I've forgotten her name, which Bell. I'm really annoyed about. I'm really annoyed because she's one of the best things about this season. I really, really liked her. She was, you know, literally kick-ass because she was. <laughs> she has some of the most competent fighting skills we've ever seen in Doctor Who and some of the best stunts. Mm. But she's just a great character. She's got an awesome accent too, by the way. That's just something I really liked about it. A natural accent, um, I think. Um, what did we have? What did we have? Combination of pretty much all the stuff set up. I feel like... The same energy is going to move forward into the next episodes, but pretty much a combination with Azure and Swarm. I, I do feel like, and I'm not complaining, finally, this has happened in the Chibnall era. I need to watch it again to get all the storylines, <laughs> just to make sure yeah. they're all together in my head. Like, I saw what happened. I saw kind of how they happened. I just kind of want to figure out the why, I suppose. Yes. Maybe not the why. Anyway, I, I want to watch it again. <laughs> essentially is what I'm saying because it's there's so much going on it, and it's so good it's not so much going on that's crammed in there it, it doesn't make sense I think it does flow quite well and I think it does make sense I thought the Sontaran strategy was actually quite clever yeah. to yeah. become the vanquishers and to survive in the universe and then I thought the Doctor's solution was also very clever and looked spectacular sadly mm. it did mean the end of uh, Professor Jericho who was fantastic because I just love Kevin McNally he's awesome but it was, it was a noble send-off for that character. Yeah. And, you know, finally, and I know he's not really a companion, but finally there is a death of someone who's become quite important to the situation. Not necessarily the Doctor, because they hardly knew each other. No. But, you know, it became quite important, and especially to Dan and Yaz. 
because there are so many different plot points to go through to talk about, I won't go through them, but I will address something that I'm not entirely keen on only because we've seen it a few times before with previous doctors, and that is the tease about what's going to happen to this oh, incarnation. Yeah. I kind of am over the. It's the equivalent of uh, yeah. he will knock four times, yep. which is cool at the time. But then we had Matt Smith, you'll go to Trenzalore and that's where you'll die. And this, I don't know, I'm going to wait until I see how it plays out. But at the moment, I did kind of go, uh, he will knock four times, one of them will die, that sort of thing. Yeah, anyway, I'm just, I'm a little bit put off by the teasing of the end of a regeneration. I mean, we're always going to know it's going to happen because the actor will announce that they're leaving and yep. the, the hunt is on for a new actor. But... I don't necessarily need it then teased to me on screen. Like We know it's going to happen. Surprise us. In fact, I'd love it if it happened in the second last episode of a season and then the first episode for the next Doctor is that season. Ooh, and I know we build it up it. and it's usually in Christmas specials and things like that, but I'd kind of like that. Even if we knew who that Doctor was, it would be amazing to get them in the second last episode. Like I said, the cliffhanger is they regenerated there is so-and-so as the Doctor. I wasn't expecting that until next year. And then you get a whole episode. That would be interesting. I just kind of don't want the teasing anymore. And it wasn't as obvious as the other ones, but I'm just kind of, it's a, it's been used too often, I think. Anyway, mm -hmm. I, that, that's a very broad review of this. I'll probably send in feedback next time to probably wish you Merry Christmas by then. Yeah. And also to give a bit of a recap of the season, maybe watch it again and then go through it and uh, talk about each episode. And I'll have a bit more detail to say because I've only seen it once. It was a very good episode, so I'm on a bit of a high from it being very good. But there's also just so much detail to go through, and uh, I feel like another watch is deserved before I attempt to do that. So uh, I'll bid you adieu, and I'll thank you for the podcast, and I'll speak to you next time I speak to you. I'll, I, I'll refrain from saying next time, because whenever I say that, something usually comes up. So I'll say, <laughs> I'll speak to you next time I speak to you. All right, guys. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, good to hear something else on the positive side. But, yeah, there's a lot to think about. Hopefully more than that next time. In the meantime, back to a few days ago. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. Aww. <laughs> but never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Well, mm. a Christmas special. Oh, it's oh, our Christmas it special. Yeah. Games. Games. Silliness. Silliness and festive frolics. So until that. N for Naya. Nasty. No. Oh, no. 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 Nonchalant. Sorry, Naya. Noble. Nice. Noteworthy. <laughs> Notorious. <laughs> Nincompoop. Oh, God. Comes nimbly. Nestling. Towards us. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly Sam. Be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. I'll be back. Sorry, Naya. <laughs> <laughs> You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 382, featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringements is intended and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Glitter, gl gritty mm. glitter. Gritty glitter. glitter. You say there's nothing but glitty gritter, gritty glitter out here. <laughs> gritty oh, glitter. Oh my. Oh, that swirls around in your nose. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh.
I'm just going to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to tell Adam that you've wiped bogeys all over his sonic screwdriver? No. I didn't mean to. Well, look, if you, if you do this and then do that, it goes round. <laughs> hey, Google, turn off living room screen. She's thinking about it. I can see the flashing lights. Now, what did he tell me to do? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> the living room TV isn't available right now. No gears turn off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google, turn on living room lights. Okay. That was dark. She had a complete fart. <laughs> oh, no, they're not working. <laughs> Okay, so if I'll start by saying, oh, there's only, only the four of us today, it looks like. Oh, well, let's get on with it, then doorbell. Right, guys, it looked like, look there. <laughs> messing it up, four words in, God. Come on, we've got one at home. Oh, I want to play with Come it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so she marries this guy called Henry... Oh. Davenport. No. <laughs> oh, bollocks. Quick look at that. Winkler. <laughs> hey, Google, tell me a dirty joke. This one's a pure fill. Make sure any little ones cover their ears. What did the right eye say to the left eye? Between you and me, something smells. Mm. What? <laughs> ben, would lo- ben would love that yeah. joke. <laughs> hey, Google, play I'm Henry VIII I Am by William Shatner. Manish Boy by Muddy Waters. What? <laughs> Not even close to what you asked. It wasn't even one of the words you said. Your lab water's gone purple. We did wonder why you went... <laughs> it's very yeah. disconcerting. You pull the flush and it's suddenly purple. You're right, it is purple. It's, it's disconcerting, isn't it? Well, I can beat that. When you're pregnant and you have to have to take iron tablets, Ooh. it makes everything black. Black, yes. Black? Ooh. First time that happened, scared the crap out of me. They didn't warn you. Which was quite apt, considering where I was sitting at the time. Pretty well, indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I had a similar experience. You've been pregnant? No. <laughs> no, me and Not Jane went to the uh, Devil's Dyke Inn, and I had this um, very nice bacon and black pudding warm. Yeah. Oh. And we all know what black pudding does in large quantities. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, so I took one look down and went, ah! <laughs> I'm dying. Having black poo. The black death! The black poo.